Greetings. Welcome to Space Court. I saw your post on Instagram with that like very vibrant colored rug. And I was like, I don't know about your process. I don't even know your story about weaving. I know you're a weaver. And I thought I really should get that information. So I want to know everything. (laughs) There's a lot to know about the world of weaving. It's got a crazy long history and a lot of story. Space cord, space cord. The sound that you are hearing is a loom. A loom is an apparatus for making fabric by weaving yarn or thread. We invite you to join us on this voyage of discovery as we discuss the great weave. Your weaving story, how did it begin? Well, it began not with me, but with our ancestors thousands and thousands of years ago. And weaving kind of came out of our need to mark ourselves socially. And so if you take the modern apron, for example, that began as a short apron like thousands of years ago that unmarried or um, sexually viable women would wear right over their yoni to indicate that. And so clothing was made for social reasons instead of like to just clothe ourselves against the cold. So that's very interesting. Just take any group around the world and they will have outside indicators of who they are, where they land in society. And that's just something we do as humans and you can find it in every culture has it. Mm -hmm. And every uh, just about every culture has weaving in it. And weaving after the industrial revolution has become somewhat obsolete in the the way it's done by hand but there's been a resurgence since like the 60s of all fiber arts and craft work and i guess my weaving story begins with the generation before me of women who were interested in weaving in the 60s i met some of these women like in various places in my life two of which have become mentors to me, one in tapestry weaving and one in loom weaving. We would like to introduce you to enthusiastic creator and very passionate weaver, Marie Claire Wintrow, Aquarius Sun, Taurus Moon, Leo Rising. I've always been interested in creating and I've always been interested in how things work and like the origin of things. And so when I started learning to sew as a kid, I like wanted to take the sewing one step back to like make the fabric. And so I bought myself a loom. I didn't know what I was doing. And 
one time uh, while I was camping, actually, I overheard this woman talking about weaving and she told me that she was a weaver and I asked her all these questions and said that I had a loom and I was really interested in it and we became friends and she taught me how to weave on the loom. Um, and so most of what I know now is from her and then through books and through trial and error. So you said there's two kinds, tapestry and loom. Weaving. Mm-hmm. What are the differences between the two? So tapestry, I like put that in a separate category because it's more freeform. And so you can do it on like a frame loom, like a big square, and you basically are creating images through the fiber, through different color. Uh, It's like paint by number, but with thread. Whereas the floor loom weaving is programmed ahead of time where you kind of thread the loom in in a certain um, pattern so that it will come out as you weave it with diamond shapes or a twill shape or a plain weave. Whereas the tapestry, if you wanted to make, you know, there's the famous one of the the lady and the unicorn. If you wanted to basically paint freehand, you do it in a different technique. Mm, Okay. And have you tried tapestry or are you only familiar with loom? I did. uh, I've tried tapestry as well. So my other mentor, Pam, she lives up in Portland. She and I did a mentorship for about six months where she taught me tapestry weaving and we built a loom together and we, uh, I painted a picture that I wanted to make into a weaving. And so over the course of the six months, I wove a three by two foot picture, basically. Cool. With her. I mean, when you talk about as a girl, you were sewing and then you want to take it a step back, like what kind of timeline are we talking? We would like to introduce you to Dreamweaver and Endless Possibilities Believer. Rachel Villaverde, Cancer Sun, Cancer Moon, Gemini Rising. You know, I mean, is this like seven years old, you're sewing, you know, 12 years old, you're creating your first loom with paint, you know, like what's what kind of timeline are we talking here? <laughs> um, so I, I guess I've started sewing like as like a young child, like seven, and then that morphed from making clothes for my dolls into making my own clothes in high school. And then during my gap year, right after I graduated high school, that's when I bought the loom and started experimenting with making fabric. Wow. Yeah. So you make your own fabric, you make your own loom, and you weave your own whatever product you're producing. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. So is weaving it? Like I kind of got the sense from you when I met you for the first time in Maui and you had like almost, it was like a pocket sized travel weaving. Yeah. I was yeah. like super impressed. And I was like, this bitch is in it, you know, like, okay, serious, you know? Mm-hmm. And you're very young to know that this is it. Do you feel that way? Or is there a part of you that's like, oh, just weaving now. We'll see what happens later. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. things unfold as they will. Or do you really have this kind of sense of kinship to the craft and it's, it's very kind of tunnel vision like, oh yeah, no, this is my forever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I'm in love with it in a way that I would do it forever because the way it feels to have nothing and then make something tangible and real, that feeling is like incredible. 
And so that's what I love about the weaving is like taking thread and then like meshing it together into beautiful cloth. It's beautiful. And I love the community around it. And I love its ancient history. And it really connects me to my ancestors in a way that nothing really else does. And it connects me to other people. I'm in love with it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of obsessed with the craft. And I, you know, I grew up like my dad was a craftsperson and my mom was a, a dancer and they had these art forms that they did and that's what they did. And so I think my like modeling was to like pick something that is beautiful and just like make beauty in that way. So people can order custom rugs from you. Do you do custom mm-hmm. rugs? Do you work for a rug company? Like how do how does this sustain you? Yeah, so what I've been doing is just making stuff for myself and making stuff for other people who, you know, want a handmade blanket, a guitar strap. And like the way that I do it though is I sit down with a person or I talk with them and they tell me different symbols that are important to them, different colors that are important to them, different shapes that have meaning. And I will incorporate those into whatever product they're looking to get. So like that rug that you saw, the vibrant colored rug, like that was not my design. That was my friend Andrea who picked the colors, she picked the design and she drew it out. And I just took that drawing and made it into the rug for her. Wow, how long does it take for you to create a rug of that size? that, That rug, I hustled on that rug. And it took me like two or three weeks, but that's not, that's, that's crazy. That's not the norm. Average, was, maybe like a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Depends what was the size of that rug? That one was five feet by three feet. Does size really have that much significance or is it more about mm-hmm. the pattern or do all of those things have equal importance? They do. So that rug, it didn't take as long as it could have because I encouraged her to make bigger swaths of one color so that meant I was not switching to other colors as much and so that made it go by faster but basically the bigger the thing is the more time I have to be weaving it Mm -hmm. also though I do make I've been making like camera straps and guitar straps with more fine detailing Mm -hmm. and those will they can take about the same amount of time to do as the rug if Mm. I'm you know intricately weaving a snake or something like that right I'm inspired by what other people have been coming up with for me to make for them. Cool. And it's just like a fun journey for me to, they'll have an idea and I'll be able to like think of a way to like make that happen for them. So there's endless possibility of like what can be created. Do you have any foresight into other areas that you might get into? Napkins, bridal (laughs) party things, you know, like are there, do you have vision or? The rugs are beautiful to me and and inspiring. And I'm less drawn to like the tea towel thing because Mm -hmm. I think like a lack of meaning in the function of it almost. Mm -hmm. But I think I enjoy making beautiful blankets and beautiful like guitar straps that have more meaning and more adornment uh, quality to them. What is your ultimate goal with weaving? Like, what is your dream? I would like to be able to do it full time. I think that would be amazing. And to um, have it sustain me financially would be amazing. And I want to be able to do more tapestry and sell that to people. I think like the idea of being able to be more of an artist and have that sustain me would be incredible. So maybe less household items and more of the woven paintings. Mm, 
And would you like that to be your own creation or do you like the combination of both? Like you get to still create mm-hmm. your own and then you have clients that come in with their custom work that they're requesting. Both are great. I would love to be able to do my own things, but like there's so many like painters that I'm inspired by that I would love to just recreate their paintings in fiber. I think that'd be great. How does that happen? What do you need? Good question. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I need a bigger loom. I would need the clientele who are interested in having a hand-woven tapestry. Are you currently being commissioned by any stores or is it just private, private custom orders? I had had things in stores and they did not sell in the same way that commissions do obviously and I just have enjoyed doing commissions so much because it's like really intimate and it's all people I know who are getting commissions from me and so it's like this is my friend like I'm going to weave them something beautiful for them I know them Mm. I'm making something in the essence of who I think they are and Mm. that's been really beautiful but I'm definitely open to any avenue where I get to weave. Sounds like you need some custom orders. And it sounds like you got to work on, I mean, is the loom that you have up on the farm in the northern part of California, is that sizable or do you still need a larger loom? Uh, The one that I have now is good for what I've been doing for blankets and shawls and skirts and things like that. But to do more large scale tapestries, I would need a larger tapestry loom. Yeah. So now you're moving down to Southern California. Have you tapped into the weaving community? Yeah, there is. There are some of like the older generation here through like the weaving guild that are doing their thing. And then there's seems to be a few like younger folk who are doing weaving resurgence. And Diedrich Brackens is this amazing young weaver who is here based in LA and I'm very inspired by who's doing that tapestry weaving and he's in gallery spaces and, you know, someone I would love to get to know. You know, I believe anything's possible, so that's good. Is there anything else about the weaving world that someone should know? What's really cool about, like, folk art is that people who do it tend to be really open about it and want to share it and want to do it together, and it's very communal. It's not like there's many, like, secrets, you know? Like, it's a people's art, right? So it's for everyone. And I think that was how I got into it, was just having people who were excited about it and wanted to share it with me. So if anyone was interested in learning to weave, you know, I would love to show that to someone. And and, um, what's really important about the weaving world is that it is in every culture and every culture has its own specific way of doing it. And they have their own specific products and shapes and color schemes. And I think like honoring everyone's individual expression is really important and not trying to appropriate one style of weaving and selling it. I see a lot of women around here just coming to Venice who are wearing these handwoven dresses that are made um, indigo dyed handwoven dresses from West Africa. And I know that that fabric is being imported from West Africa at a very cheap price and then it's upsold, you know, here for these uh, rich white ladies. And I think like having a knowledge of like the time it takes to make fabric and like what is behind the clothes you wear is really important. So knowing about weaving and knowing about process, like will make people more informed about what they buy, what they wear and like Mm. the meaning behind adorning yourself. 
Wow. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it that people are just really far removed from. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that can be textiles, that can be food, that can be pretty much mm-hmm. everything this day and age where we are mm-hmm. several hands away from the origin of what, whatever we're consuming in whatever way. So, yeah, very interesting. What um, culture do you weave under or what was your, I mean, is that just a Western culture? So um, it's interesting. I think like Americans have, well, the, the Native Americans, have specific ways of weaving and then I guess everyone else is kind of doing like an American style which might be you know it's it's like water like it's like efficient water you can't really see it you know you don't really understand your own culture sometimes but in contrast to I guess like what you would call like the western style of weaving each country like France or like Sweden or you know the UK they all have different and each region will have a different style of weaving so it actually is very regional um but it's hard to say in the States what that looks like mm. here. And what I'm doing is kind of just my own thing. So it's pretty unique. I It is under like the Western, like my loom is a Western loom. So I guess that you could say, yeah, that it's a Western style. But, you know, the Japanese shibori style of weaving isn't too far off from the Western style. So there's a lot of crossover. Have you studied other cultures' forms of weaving? Are you familiar with other ones? I haven't like learned the techniques, but I've definitely observed in mm. anywhere I've traveled since I've been interested in weaving. And even before I like really was into weaving, I would like still seek out people who are making cloth and I would watch how they did it. Mm. And it's different from place to place. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's the men who do it. Sometimes it's the women who are doing it. Do you have a website or how does someone get in touch with you if they have weaving questions or if they want to custom order through you? What's the best Yeah, way? so I do everything through Instagram at this point. So it's my name, Marie Claire Wintrow. Are you currently working on any projects? Probably? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, making a blanket for a friend I met in Nepal who lives in the UK right now. So making a nice blanket for their uh, English winter. I mean, I assume you have different fabrics, different kinds of... Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's size, It's it could be cotton, wool, bamboo. I'm really wanting to work with um, milk fiber, which is like the powdered milk spun into yarn. And then just whatever color they want, whatever size. And Do you have a product vendor that you work with? I'll try and get as much stuff from this really cool place in Marin County. It's, it's called Dharma Trading Company, and they're a dye store and they also have fiber but they're like old school you know family-owned run business that i really um, like but all the fiber i get is um, american organic i think it's an amazing craft i definitely have been impressed with the things that i see coming through your instagram and it's exciting to think that um in the near future you could do that full time so that's also part of the goal here get this bitch working weaving full time (laughs) get her out of the pizza shop (laughs) only way that happens is if people order shit so go and order shit thank you so much (laughs) space cord space cord